Hello. 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 Hello and welcome to those Vicar Blokes. I'm Howell the Nerdy Vicar. And I'm Dave Coaches. So, uh, Dave, what have you been up to, Anne? Have you had any fun this week? Yeah, or? I've had loads of fun. Yeah? I've had loads of fun. I, I, I didn't manage to watch the England game, though. What England game? The England game that you said we'd get stuffed by 20 points oh. and we lost by a single point. Oh, Led all the way so through boring. to like three minutes from the end. Oh, it was so yeah. boring. Well, I didn't get painful. to watch it because painful. I went out on a church social oh, yeah. um, to a hoedown. Did you? There was line dancing. I even did a bit of line dancing. Did you do some line dancing? Yeah, line dancing. Um, <laughs> and I did put away a few pints of cider as well. <laughs> Not as much as me, I probably. This is to drive home. So. Not as much as me, probably. That and night. then yesterday, I'm so competitive. Um, no, not yesterday, the day before. I went to Laser Quest with the 13 year old and the 20 year old. Oh, lovely uh, Laser Quest. Five games yeah. of Laser Quest. Good yeah. deal, actually. 18 quid, you get hot dog, five games, oh, and as much squash as you can drink. Where's that then? Um, downtown in the old fire station. Oh, yeah. Um, Oh, so we did good. that, and all of the solo games mm. I won, oh. and all of the team games I was on the winning team. Oh, that's um, right, So yeah, so I, I, I never give the kid. I'm not one of these parents who I, thinks you should let your kids win to make them feel better. No, you should, you should, you should watch them lose so they know what losing's like. And there was like 23, 24 of us in this one game, so a whole <sighs> load of strangers, and, I, and, you and I come out on the top of the scoreboard. I'm like, yes! oh man. In your face, you children. <laughs> were they all kids? Then? You got beat by a fat old man. You got, were you, was it all like They kids weren't all that? kids. There was a few dads. Two dads. I bet all the dads are like well. really gutted, like, because they're all competitive yeah, dads. But, as well. Yeah, yeah. I bet they were. But. I'd be like me. I got thrown out of that once. I took the uh, youth club with it, uh, youth, youth group, in uh, when I was a curate. Took it to the one in Leyland or somewhere up north. And um, I, because I was in the ATC, I was doing like. Uh, Crawling on the floor, yeah. And that yeah, and all that sort of thing. You and I was diving around feet. and That's all cheating. that. Yeah, no, well, I was diving around. It didn't say stay on your feet, but I won. But then I was disqualified, so yeah, I was well, well gutted with that. So that sounds like a laugh. Yeah, it was good. I enjoyed that. And I went, I went to um, my cousin's wedding party in Abercombe Boy Rugby Club. That was good. Yeah, yeah, we watched the game as part of that. It was, it was so bad. Anyway, England just completely spoiled the game all the way. It was just. Typical England. I hate the way they play sometimes. So cynical. But they didn't so get boring. beat by 20 points, though. Like no, they didn't, they but they today. didn't let anybody play. That's why, because they just wanted to do kicks. It was They're the same tactics all the time, which is always the same. Is They can't score tries, right? Yeah. So what they do is... They can't score tries against the best team in the world, no? No, they can't. No. no. But they can't score tries. That's the thing. They No, against lots of people, right? So what they do is they get into the... the 10 meter 22 like that spoil the game cause a penalty kick the points oh, I thought the yeah? team who committed the penalty caused the penalty not the no it's more complicated than that what you do is you do, you do certain tactics and stuff to get penalties and things like that it's a very cynical way of playing it is a very cynical way of playing. It's not just that you're bitter because they got further in the competition than Wales, no I'm not bothered about that because no. they had an easier run I was, I was just pleased we go out of the pool but yeah I just thought it was a boring game. I think we've had so many good games in the World Cup because I've really enjoyed it. It was just not very good to yeah, watch. Yeah. Okay. And they were anyway, getting, so they, you're at this wedding party. Yeah, it was great. And, and, and what gear change did it take when England got knocked out? No, we were not no, bothered, to be honest. No, no, they were not bothered. I think they, they knew they were going to lose. I think there was a bit of worry towards the end. Everyone's like, so when they, they did sort of go up a bit, 
towards that. It did get a very messy at the end, though, uh, which was a bit messy. But it was a good laugh. The best bit was, um, I'll see if I can uh, cut this in, actually, is uh, my cousins, I'm sure they won't mind, uh, my cousins from Zimbabwe, um, when Paige came in, my cousin's um, uh, wife now, they sang this song, uh, this uh, Shauna song, and they all did this Shauna dance as she came right. into Abercrombie Rugby Club. And I thought it was just the most beautiful thing ever, and they were all chucking fivers at her as she went in as well, because that's what you do. Um, but I thought it was just brilliant having these two cultures coming together in such a, a wonderful yeah. way. It was brilliant. Good. Yeah, yeah. so I enjoyed that. So what are we on about this one now? Uh, we're on about mass shootings in America. Yeah. So there's one in Maine Yeah. Um, in the last few days. What about that? Yeah, we talk about that. We talk about All Saints Day. And uh, Halloween. Well, Halloween, and yeah. Halloween, yeah. And we talk about... Best film ever. Exorcist. Best film ever. Exorcist, yeah. yeah. Best film. Yeah, if you say so. Mark Kermode, who does the BBC uh, film reviews, you know him? Yeah. Yeah. He did his PhD on it, and he says it's the best film ever made. Yeah, but that was a while ago, wasn't it? He did that. No, no, he's just. He, he's... There might, might be better films though. No, not for Mark Kermel. Like he's a Titanic. He's, he's a Titanic. That's right. That was a joke. <laughs> Titanic. Titanic. You. You're gonna say what was it the other week? What we did the other week was it Pet Detective? You're gonna say that's better. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Oh man. All right. So <laughs> hold your hats for the music and Dave's appalling taste in films. <laughs> Right, and Dave, what's in the what's in the news this weekend? Well, in the news this week, we've got a mass shooting in the USA. All right, in a place called Lewiston in Maine. Right, do you want to say where Maine is for people who don't know? No. Do you not know where Maine is? No, no. Hang on, I, I do know where Maine is. No, I don't know where Maine is. Uh, you're, you're, oh, well, that was a bit mean, wasn't it? <coughs> Maine is. Um, sorry well, about the cough. Well, Maine's there. a state. Yeah, Maine is. Well, I don't know where it is. You know, this is like. I don't know. You don't watch the same telly as me, do you? I know where so Maine I, is. So I watch um, The House of Games most nights. Right. What's that? Richard Osmond is on BBC Oh, not him. I can't stand him. Oh, he's brilliant. Oh, I can't so stand I him. He's so like, smug. And they he's have so a ra- smug. Well, he is, yeah. They have a round on there saying it's called Where is Kazakhstan? And it's always find this place on the map from well, a clue. Yeah. And I'm no good at that round. Well, Maine is um, in the northeastern, it's the it borders Canada, it's the big state which is quite rural compared to other ones, which is kind of north of Boston. Right. Yeah, so it's on the border of Canada, on the east coast, north of Boston. Right. Yeah, it's quite posh, is Maine. It's, um, yeah, it's one of those sort of... You yeah, don't look yeah. all that posh on this latest... Well, as a state, so, you know what I mean? So Lewiston must not be the poshest yeah, part. Yeah, you know, the state's over there about the size of, you know... Bigger, or most well, then maybe everywhere looks a bit rough after a mass shooting. Well, yeah, that's true. Yeah. So, what exactly happened then? Do you know? Oh uh, well, they, they've got they've got a suspect, but they've not arrested him yet, apparently. All oh, right. Okay. Um, and he, they, okay. they went to his house, but he went in. All oh, right. Okay. Um, they took three hours to work out he went in, but they've obviously taken loads of stuff out of his house. Yeah. So I think they're quite confident they know who it is, but they haven't caught him. Yeah. Um, and he's he's gone to two different venues and. 
shot a handful of men in each venue. Um, so he's killed 13 and injured 16. What venues did he go to? Like, kind of. He went to a bowling alley first. Right. Um, and then he went to a restaurant. Wow. He just, like, took these people out, like. Yeah. Yeah, and they're not really quite sure of the motives yet, or if they are sure they haven't announced them. Right, so could See, I should have gone with my other bit of news. It was happier, wasn't it? What was that? That Bristol Joey Ro- Bart has been sacked by Bristol, Bristol Rovers. Rovers. Yeah, Bristol Rovers. Happier news. Yeah, yeah, that's true. But so anyway, I looked at this obviously this morning, um, catching up a bit, and there have been 565 mass shootings in America in 2023. That's incredible. But a lot of those are gang related. Oh, okay. So you know, and they count a mass shooting as is the the killing of no the shooting of more than four people in one incident or by one person in a short space of time. Oh, so there's different so, types of things. Then. So actually, yeah, a mass shooting would be a gang drive-by as well. Okay, and there's a lot of them going on so in like Chicago of, yeah, and LA and that. And it, yeah, um, so that could be... So they're two different things because you've got the kind of... what When we were mass shooting, we think of things well, like an, Columbine and that. this as we're talking. All oh, right, yeah. It's now confirmed there are 18 people killed. Flippin' heck! Um, 18 people? Yeah. So some must not have made it through. That's mad, isn't it? The, the suspect, he's a firearms instructor. Oh, okay. Um, so he knows what he's doing. He knows what he's he doing. He teaches other people. Yeah, well, yeah, he knows what he's up to then, doesn't he? They've got quite uh, tight gun laws up in Maine as well, they have. Have they? Yeah, because this big Democrat state is uh, is Maine. Always has been, do you know what I mean? It's part of that kind of New Hampshire, yeah. that kind of bit there. So they have got tighter gun laws than a lot of places but that's not saying a great deal if you see what I mean you know no so, it's not is it really you know like so when was the last time we had a, a mass shooting over here well I the only one I can think of is is the school shooting with um in Scotland uh Dunblane Dunblane yeah yeah now when was that that was 1990 something uh, yeah, it must be. Because Andy Murray was there, wasn't he? He was, yeah, apparently so. I mean, I've never been an Andy Murray fan, but when I'd heard that and when I heard him speak out against some of these things, I did think, all right, fair play, mate. Yeah. I'm, you might be anti-English, but you're all right, really. Well, that's all right. It's good being anti-English, isn't it? But uh, what he did, because I do remember a bit about that, is because I had a mate who was a target shooter. Right, and what they did oh, after that was... Do you want to tell me what date in 1996? That was pretty good. I'm impressed with that. It was like in the summertime or something, no, was 13th of March, but good guess. Oh, right, okay. Yeah, because it's when I was in university and the guy who was friends with me was a target shooter. And um, basically, because they banned all handguns, yeah, you couldn't do uh, target shooting anymore. Yeah. So his big argument was, he said, well, why can't you keep the gun in your house but then the firing pin in the club? Because he only ever fired the gun in, yeah. his, in the club, right? Because he just did target shooting, and he said if we did it like that, then he wouldn't have a wouldn't have an issue. Like, do you know what I mean? Well, there's some logic to that, but yeah. then all these things are there um, to be corrupted, aren't they? Yeah. So it's only a matter of time till security checks aren't good enough to make sure that the pin isn't taken out with the gun. Yeah, but they are different in America. Like I know when I used to go over there with work, there was a guy called. Um, Rocky, believe it or not, that was literally his name, right? Yeah. Right, Rocky. It's a bit of a dog's name, that, but still. Well, I know, I thought that, yeah. But he was the sort of vice president of this firm we used to go uh, and work with. Um, and he was from like a Midwestern state, I think it was Iowa or somewhere. And he was always complaining, right, that he couldn't 
bring his guns when he moved to Wisconsin because they had tighter gun laws, right? Yeah. And he went round his house, and I used to be in the ATC, right? And um, I'd fired the L98 assault rifle, which is the, you know, the SA-80 we have for the rifle that the army have got. Right. Right, that's the SA-80, right? The L98. People don't see the blank face like pull at you when you... No. And and the way you look at me when I don't know these things. So, yeah, so the L98 is the kind of version of the SA-80 that you've got a cock, so you fire one bullet and then you cock it like that. Yeah. So I was trained up on that. With a little bit on the... On the side, that's it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. A little bit on the side. So when I went round his house, he had um, M16 um, assault rifles like the army had in his house, right? Yeah. And he was really annoyed because uh, he couldn't have them on, like, a certain setting or something. And he couldn't have, like, certain capacity of magazines. So he could only have a certain number of bullets in the magazine. Right. He got really annoyed by that. He said it was a front to his freedom and all this. But then he asked me to fire the gun. And uh, he was really impressed that I, could, I was quite good at it. So I was, I was like, he yeah. thought I'd be rubbish, you know, because I was English. Yeah. He could never understand Welsh, but he, he thought that. But he used to keep... Um, you know the Magnum forty five. You know the big, yeah. dirty Ari gun. He used to have that in the glove compartment of his car. And what? do you know why he said he had it? Why is that? Just in case. Just in case of what? In case someone carjacked him or something. Right. And and at the time there was this guy. Uh, there was a guy in Norfolk who got shot. Uh, he shot someone. Sorry, a burglar came in his house. Yeah. Martin. The farmer. That's it. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And he went down for it, didn't he? Yeah, he did. Yeah. And the, he went berserk about that. He, he was like, how can you live in a world that's not free? You're not free in this country. He was going mad about it. So he used to come over all the time. And we were like, well, no, if someone breaks in your house, you phone the police. And he's like, no. He goes, what do you say now? I'd shoot him in a heartbeat. That's what he yeah. used to say. So it's a completely different but of course that, that, way of thinking. That farmer it? got done because he, his defence was that his life was at risk. Yeah, but it was But the guy was running away at the time. He that, shot him in the back. Yeah. From like, that's it. 150 yards or whatever. So he was no longer a danger. Yeah. But that's yeah. what we have over here. We have um, uh, laws about kind of uh, proportional response. Yeah, absolutely. It? You know, yeah. makes sense to me. Yeah. But over there, they, it is incredible, really. Their attitude to guns is beyond our comprehension, really. Yes. You know, it's just... It's borderline uh, insanity, isn't it? But I, I don't know... I think, but this sort of thing where you have like, what, even if there was 30 of them in a year, um, because it's hard to know the statistics, that's still very frightening, isn't it? Yeah. That somebody would go around with a gun and, yeah, yeah. you know. Sky News have got a list of the deadliest ones, 2023 so far, and I think they've got about 18 um, public, public shootings, uh, sort of non-gang related stuff. Yeah, but like we've got issues with knife crime over here. Yeah, well that's what um that's what what's the what the Donald said, wasn't it? Was like, yeah, we got guns over here but they got knives in London. Oh, okay. As if they were on a similar sort of scale. Well it, it it's harder to kill someone with a knife, isn't it? But do you think if we had guns over here they would be the same? We'd have the same number of shootings and that? I would like to say no. However, I do think that we like to copy American culture just a little bit too much. And so how much of that cultural stuff would translate into those sorts of incidents? I don't know. I think I think their gun culture goes back to their history, which is very different to ours. You know, that pioneer yeah, thing. Yeah, yeah. Well, when, that, we watch, you know. when we watch classic films in Britain, we don't 
we don't they're not all like westerns are they no whereas that's classic american film isn't it? and you've got to remember we forget how young a country it is culturally so i remember uh when i went to wisconsin with work uh i got there on a sunday so i went around their capitol building on the sunday yeah. which is identical to the capitol building in washington because most of them are the same um and Wisconsin was only made a saint, uh, a saint, uh, uh, a state in like eighteen fifty something. Yeah. So I, I turned around and I said, "That's that's younger than my primary school." Yeah. And they went, "Wow!" And you're like, "Well, do you know what I mean? Like we're, <clears throat> yeah, like your church is really young, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, eighteen fifties. There we are, forty five. But like we that. see Saint Saviour's Corporate Heath as a as a young church, don't yeah. we? We don't think of it as anything sort of no, no, historically no, no. significant. Or... No. And then we look at the 800-year-old churches around it and think, well, you know. Yeah, exactly. So, like, how old is Iron Acton? That's, like, what, medieval? Yeah, yeah it's the 1300s, I think. Something like that. It's the same in St. James's year, St. Mary's, yeah? yeah? So it's kind of like, you know, they they got a very different way of looking at things. So why do you think they do it, then? Have you got any clues? No. What do people? Why? What do people say that they? Why do people say they do it? I think generally people say that they do it because those people that commit these crimes have mental disorders, um, and there might be some level of truth in that. Um, I thought it was Madeline Manson. I, you know Madeline Manson. Oh well, it, there's, there's also a lot of the fact that. Everybody who likes any type of music blames a different type of music for it all. Well, when they did Columbine, right, yeah, because it's a fantastic film, I've seen it, called Bowling for Columbine. No. Which is all about this. It's a Michael Moore film, right? Right. Yeah, so it might be on Prime and that, right? Watch it, it's really good. And they blame Marilyn Manson for it because he had violent songs, so therefore yeah. his kids listened to that and they played Doom, right? You know, the video game Doom. Yeah. Yeah. So therefore, they that's why they did it, and I think that's just a ridiculous. Is answer, there any logic in that? No. It's a definite not from you, right? Oh, definitely. I don't think. I think. I think. Well, statistically, it's nonsense, right? Statistically, it's definitely nonsense. But we're talking about the one in the hundred thousand, but who, who gets an obsession over something. But if you if you're gonna be obsessed about something, right? Yeah, you can be obsessed about anything. Like that guy who was the shooter in Norway a few years ago. He was like a white supremacist. With the no, no, no. The one who was the he was yeah, he was like scouts, wasn't he? Yeah. And he he was like a white supremacist, wasn't he? Yeah. So I think if you're of that mindset, you're that nihilistic, then you find expression for that inner nihilism. In anything, yeah. Just, just, I don't think that listening. Oh, you listen to like Marilyn Manson five hundred thousand times. Well, if you listen to it five hundred thousand times and one, then it tipped him over. The, it's just ridiculous, isn't it? Yeah, but I yeah. think that that music that you listen to and those programs you watch, that's yeah. that's what creates wrongs. No, you don't. No, I don't. No, you don't. Right. You don't think that. You can't fool me with that. No, no I don't think that. No, I think that's just too. Uh... That's too simplistic. Yeah. The, 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 the mind is much more complicated than that, and it's trying to s- simplify what goes on in a mind. Um, I mean, any any little news story, any little nugget, any little. Um, but I do think there's an element that glorifying things that are bad um, can have negative effects. 
Yeah. I think the thing that's radicalised people the most in the last five years is the news. I think the news has driven ordinary, sensible, everyday people almost completely insane. It's massively radicalised people. Yeah. You've seen that ever since, like, I don't know, probably Brexit thing, really. It's probably that's what got it going. Um, But since then, I think that's the thing. People have become sucked into... It is what Jesus says about the, the wide road that leads to perdition, isn't it? Yeah. And I think that there are lots of avenues you can go down. And I think what the mass shooters are, people at the end of the road. And I think maybe there's something of that nihilism and anger and rage in all of us. And I think that if you go down that road for long enough, that's one of the outcomes, isn't it? That people can snap, isn't it? Yeah. That they believe there is nothing. Is Is it a lack of positives? I think so. I think so. I think um, if you look at the Columbine shooters, because I'm thinking about them with, um, because there was a lot of talk about them, which is in like 1999, wasn't it? I'm not saying they represent all the others, right? Yeah. But when when you talk to them, a lot of it was that they felt that there was no future for them. There was no hope for society. There was no well, hope for the world. Sometimes they think there's no future, there's no hope. But I think other times people think there's no justice and then they take their own justice. Um, and I think that's that's heightened by the way that news is reported. But that goes back to something we were saying last week about democracy, right? Is that, uh, remember we were saying about people not turning out for the votes because yeah. they, they'd given up on democracy? Yeah. And I think that if you've got no hope, hang on. Don't worry. All right. If you've got no, um, if you've got no hope, right, of the legitimate forms of government serving you in some way, yeah. right, then people will seek illegitimate forms of government, won't they? Yeah. And I think what democracy does, I think, and you know, f- limited forms of freedom do is act as a kind of, like, um, uh, pressure cooker sort of release valve. Yeah. Do you see what I mean? Yeah. On things. While I think if you've given up on community, society, God, um, family, everything that holds you down, yeah, everything that, that kind of keeps you steady, yeah. when they all go, then everything's up for grabs, isn't it, really? Yeah. Gives you room to be a hero in somebody's mind. Well, yeah. And I think there was a fantastic Cracker episode in the 90s uh, called uh, To Be Somebody with uh, Robbie... Not Robbie Coltrane. Coltrane's in yeah, it. Yeah. And it was... Um, what's his name? Who's Begbie in Trainspotting. Yeah? Yeah. Yeah, he was in it. And the reason he was the killer was because he wanted to be remembered as somebody. Yeah. he was nobody. Yeah, well, you wouldn't have seen um, all of the seasons of Criminal Minds, would you? No. No, but no. on that, there's there's a lot of the stories revolve around people who actually want notoriety and fame. Yeah. They want to be somebody. They want to be remembered. Yeah. And a lot of people have said to the news, do not publicise this. Yeah. And I think if the news didn't glamorise it, I think that's probably more of a cause. Well, that's what, that's, uh, what's her name? 
Prime Minister in New Zealand. Oh, the one that was, uh, yeah, Jacinda. Jacinda. Well, when when yeah. they had the the um, the terrorist attack. Oh, there, yeah, yeah. She yeah. wouldn't utter the name of the terrorist. Yeah, yeah, I remember um, that. Yeah. She wanted the people remembered who were the victims. But that's the and thing. I, and actually, um, Jack Merritt and Saskia Jones, their names stick in their mind. They were the London Bridge narwhal tusk. Oh, yeah, yeah, victims yeah. in yeah, that yeah, one. Yeah. I have no idea what the name of the perpetrator was. But that's the way because they should be remembered for their righteousness, which is what what they are. Yeah, you should remember the heroes. Yeah. yeah. But I think there's that, and I think as well, it's the last thing to think about this, I suppose, is how we always jump for simplistic explanations for all of these. Like the one in New Zealand, they said it was PewDiePie's fault, the YouTuber, because as he was live streaming what he was doing, he simply subscribed to PewDiePie. Right. So everyone then piles in on that. Yeah, because I think I think the real reasons are to do with the general degrading of our society and the lack yeah. of hope which is a much more difficult thing to spoil so you might as well blame uh, Marilyn Manson or PewDiePie innit anybody anybody Dave blame Dave so next thing we were talking about is um, Halloween innit Halloween yeah well thanks for listening to those Vicar Blokes don't forget to uh, subscribe and share it around with your mates and all of that. And we're on Substack and Red Circle and all sorts of other things. Google Podcasts, Apple Google Podcasts. Podcasts, the lot. So please share it around with your mates. Right, so in this section we're going to talk about Halloween as it's our Halloween section because... Dave's watched The Exorcist for this. Uh, for this, we'll that's the end bit, right? So yeah, we're gonna be great. quick. We're going to be quick oh, with this I one did. now. I love that. Yeah, so we're going to get on to one of the best films ever made in a minute. Uh, we'll talk about that. So, Dave, uh, you said you did an assembly on Halloween the other day. Oh no, no, not for a year. All right, well, we're going to recycle it this well, year. All right, so well, what's your assembly on it? What do you tell the kids? Well, I tell the kids that there are a Saints' Day for loads and loads of saints through the year. And they get a day when they're remembered. Yeah. Um, but there aren't enough days in a year, and we don't all get the recognition that we might deserve. And so Halloween is All Hallows' Eve being All Saints' Eve being the day that we remember all of those saints that have had an influence over us and our lives and the way that we live um, in a positive vein um, throughout history. Yeah. So it might be my great great aunt who brought me to faith. Yeah. To me, she's remembered on All Saints Day. Yeah. Um, my uncle John. Yeah. 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 Um, and my assembly last year revolved around um, George Muller, who set up the Muller orphanages in right. Bristol, because it's a local link to the local schools. There are big prominent buildings that can be seen. Still, you know, it it helps to link that in. Yeah, yeah. Um, you know, because he prayed for enough provision, um, for 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 the the orphans of Bristol to be looked after. Yeah, um, and that was. You but know, he doesn't have a Saint Day, does he? No, he doesn't have a Saint Day. No. Well, there we are. So that's the that's the point of it. So, why do you think it's important to remember the saints then? 
Because that's the Christian well, understanding well, of all of Halloween, isn't it? Well, because we we follow the example of the saints. Hmm. So when we can look at, at what that example was, and we can seek to follow it, um, then we join with that communion of saints, and it makes our faith um, transcend all all divisions, including time and earthly life and death. Yeah. And, and as well, I think what happens if you don't celebrate the saints is what you do is you lock the Holy Spirit and God, really, in a sense, in the Bible. Yeah. You lock it thousands of years ago and you fail to see the actions of God in the lives of humanity since Scripture yeah. carrying on. And what what you see, really, as well, is the lives of the saints mirror the lives of biblical figures because... The Bible is a living document in a sense because the reason it's true is because it repeats. Yeah. So the lives of Old Testament people are repeated in the New Testament uh, and then the lives of those people uh, are repeated again in the lives of the saints, isn't it? Yeah. So like the prophet Jeremiah, for example, from the Old Testament is similar to uh, some of the apostles in the New Testament, which is also similar to the other people who then... um, like people like uh, Martin Luther King would be a prophet. Yeah. Yeah. A bit yeah. like Moses. Yeah? yeah. That sort of thing. Yeah. So that's, that's why saints are important because it links us and it as well, it tells us that God isn't just something of the past is that today we have the hope that we can change today. Yeah. Just like they did. Yeah. You know, so I think it's, it was one of the so we've central festivals. Really well about All Saints Day. Yeah, yeah. and it was. Yeah, it was a primary one of the primary festivals. It's, it's as important the as church. yeah, it's um, important as Pentecost. Yeah, but it's forgotten. Well, it's it's changed. Yeah, it's changed because now we we do a lot of dressing up and we go knocking on doors begging for sweet. Oh, sorry, that was a very negative word. Uh, we go <laughs> visiting our neighbours' houses and uh, and and you know we make it something that's frightening that. It was a celebration of something less frightening. But why do you think it's come? Why do you think? Do you know why All Saints Day is when it is? No, no, that's a good question. I don't uh, know, okay. I don't know yeah. why it is when it is. Yeah, yeah. So basically, the reason that uh, lots of Northern European cultures, right, yeah, have a festival for the which is marked by the first full moon after the after the equinox, right. So you've got to remember, before you had calendars, which is like basically about before about 600, 700 yeah. years ago, right? Yeah. Everything was done off the moon. Yeah. Yeah. So you'd have um, the equinox in September, 21st September. Yeah. And then after that, then you'd have the first full moon, which they would have a festival, which was uh, seeing how the world was beginning to become dark. Yeah. Right? So the world's becoming dark, which it naturally is. So how do you respond to that? Well, the tribes and stuff who were around about and with all the ancient traditions which are around celebrated um, the time where a time of the time of the year where the barrier between life and death was thinnest because more people would die in the winter, which is still true today, yeah? Okay. So as they prepared to die because you're coming into the winter as it's getting cold, they would have celebrations like bonfires, apple bobbing, all that stuff goes back to that. And what they would do was they would dress up as, like, scary things to frighten away the scary things. Yeah. 
Do you see what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. So their idea was that if you kind of got a bit scared, then you weren't actually properly scared. So it's from a pagan, like everything else, is from a time where the reason the dates are the way they are is because that's where you could practically, yeah, you know, determine the date before calendars, like, yeah? Yeah. So that's where it comes from. And the reason it's American is basically what they've done in America is taken all these European traditions, yeah? Yeah. Like um, trick-or-treat comes from Ireland and from Greece, where people would go around with, uh, they used to call it all soul in, where they used to go around with little cakes and things, and they would say, oh, can you pray for my, we'll talk about this next week, praying for the dead. Can you pray for someone? Yeah, yeah, because that's and all souls, isn't it? Not all saints. They just happen to be a dead part. Yeah, that's right. All right. So what they would do is people would give the kids uh, a cake or something, yeah. right? And then the kid would then promise to pray for their family member, whatever. So that's where it comes from. Right, okay. So, it's so all... when they knock on my door, I should say, well, okay, I'll give you these sweets. If you pray for... Yeah. And bargain with them. So they're they're praying for something that's important to me, yeah? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's where it comes from. Yeah, okay. So it's kind of what what America's done is taken a lot of these different traditions and, like, stuff from Spain, like they have Day of the Dead and all of that, right, yeah? All of which are Christian festivals and kind of moulded them into a kind of capitalist thing, which is what we have now as Halloween, which is why you think of it as American. But it's the same as Christmas. They've taken something and kind of corporatized it, yeah. isn't it? Yeah? Yeah. That's yeah. all it is. Made it a way of making money. Yeah, that's all it is. Yeah. And then the and I think because the church has become less and less comfortable with ritual, less and less comfortable with tradition, less and less comfortable with other things, we've got rid of our traditions. We've got rid of all our things that we've done. We've binned so, it all, and then this left a vacuum where this capitalist stuff can come in and destroy it. This might be a controversial and unpopular question I'm about to ask you. Yeah. And I've never been to one. But if you go to a light party in a church, of which there are loads yeah. around Halloween as the as the thing that stands against Halloween, Yeah. does one of those light parties actually explain to to the children that go, all about what All Saints Day is really about. I died. I've never been to one. You've never been to one either. No, but the reason that we have All Saints Day there, right, is because the church said, "Hang on a minute, what we need is a counterforce to this to tell the Christian story, which is there's nothing to be yeah, frightened but, about but with the death. Christian story. Should be telling them about what what saints are all about. Well, that's communion what, of saints. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, that's what the that's what. Because they said all these um, evil things are about, right? Yeah. The Christians came along and said, no, 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 don't worry about that. There's nothing to worry about because all the saints are there, which are there to help you and to guide you through. So you don't have to be scared of the dark. You don't have to be scared of evil. You don't have to be scared of any of these things because Christ has conquered everything. And the communion of saints is there to protect you against all these evils. So you don't have to worry about it. So there are well, I get that. Christian traditions. What I worry about is are we actually delivering that message now when we hold these things for No, I think we just say don't do it. Sense. I think we just say Halloween's bad, I think. I don't I don't know. I I don't to be honest. I feel a bit guilty that I'm now not involved. Yeah, well do you know what 
do you know why people object to Halloween? Because people say it's evil and a bit like what you were saying with Marilyn Manson is it if you dress up as Dracula or something, you're going to be a Satanist next week and things like that, you know. It's the whole, it's part of that same whole thing, isn't it? Is it anything dark? Well, yeah, but there like, have been some pretty dark stories over the years about things going wrong at Halloween, haven't there? Oh, yeah. You know, elderly and vulnerable people feeling victimised. Well, yeah. Their houses being, you know. Yeah. You know, used to be eggs, but then it's gone over the top over the years with that as well. and their property vandalised in a more serious yeah. fashion. There's there's quite a lot of that that goes on every year, and you pick that up. Yeah. I, there's a lot of it, but there's some of it, and it gets... Oh, well, yeah, yeah. That's a totally yeah. different thing, though, because that's not what Christians seem to be objecting to. They no. seem to be objecting to a kind of spiritual thing where, you know, this danger... Which is a danger. People get into the occult, and they get into other things yeah, well, like we'll that. Yeah, we on that when we talk about the exorcist in a minute, won't we? Yeah, so people do get into it, but... I think the way forward with it is rather than saying you can't do that, it's bad, everything about it is bad, everything about it, it it's is to actually have the proper Christian message, which is the victory of goodness over evil. Yeah. If that makes sense. Yeah. You know, but I don't, yeah. Hang on a minute, I don't know what that is in the background, just a minute. Yeah, sorry about that. It was a bloke outside who was here to do my quinquennial. We need to get a proper studio or something, yeah, don't we? Yeah, like, we do, yeah, yeah, it'd be all right then. But I don't know. Has anyone ever explained to you what the actual issue is? No, I don't think so. Because I've always been... I've read something every year it comes around about Canon Jeffrey John about his objections to it. And I, I kind of get what he's saying. He's saying like that evil is ugly and things like that and it's a celebration of evil. But it's like anything, I think. I think it's a bit like betting, right? Yeah? Is betting wrong? No, I don't think so. But betting can destroy lives and can lead to terrible things. Yeah. And it does, doesn't it? It does. But is betting wrong? No, I don't think so. But this is an American response, isn't it? In America, you can't bet, can you? Oh, I don't know. No, you can't. It's banned. All oh, right, didn't know. It's only that's why Las Vegas is so big, because it's the only place you can bet is in Nevada. Ah, uh, right, okay. Yeah, so seen as a really bad thing in America, betting. What about drinking? Is drinking wrong? Not well. I hope not. You have a drink. <laughs> oh. Well, yeah, yeah. Yeah, well, I'm 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 the only one who has a pint. If we go out as the ministry team, aren't I? Yeah, you are yeah, actually. Yeah, I always have an half. The soft drinks. You're on a half. half. I'm, yeah. I'm like, well, I'll have yeah. a pint. Thanks very but, but, much. But alcohol ruins lives, doesn't it? It does. Yeah. So yeah. isn't isn't Halloween the same thing? There's a danger there, which really? we can warn people of in the same way as gambling, betting, etc. But to say you can't do any of it is you you. It's something you've got to be careful of in the same way gambling and betting is, yeah. isn't it? Yeah. yeah, I think so. I think so. I don't think that, that Halloween is really um, flirting with the, with the occult. I think you could if you wanted yeah, to. But generally, it's kids having fun, dressing up in poor ghost and witch outfits. Yeah. Um, you know. Yeah. Doing something that's entertaining daft. and daft for a night. Yeah. yeah. And, 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 and a reason to... 
to have an enjoyable evening for for those that are a bit older. But what uh, we but can... I think that actually d- distinguishing between that and actually seriously flirting with an occult, they're miles apart. Oh yeah, like, like placing a bet on the Grand National every year is a big difference from spending your mortgage money your on mortgage money on 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 betting every week. Exactly, you know? yeah, or betting. But and and I say because I I can say it. So I'm I'm uh, a member of the deliverance team, so I go out doing yeah. responses to these very serious um, flirtations with the occult, which is a really dangerous thing to do. Um, but I think the message that we've lost, because I haven't heard it, and maybe I haven't spread it enough, is this: All Saints is the victory of good over evil, and that Christ has saved us from all evil. And there's nothing yeah. to be frightened of, no, because Christ has overcome everything. Yeah, absolutely, and absolutely, and we don't and we don't hear that enough. That's not the message that's coming out. Because the message that comes across is Halloween's naughty. We're better because we have we don't do it. Yeah, which isn't. I don't know. That's what I've heard, but it's not part the objection to it. In the same way, I think sometimes with Christmas, our objection to it is, oh, we do it properly. Do you know my real objection with Christmas? What? Is that people expect me to go out and put thought into what they want and to buy it. (laughs) That's my objection to Christmas. (laughs) Yeah, I'm not really keen on. I I actually have a massive problem. I'll happily do six services on Christmas Eve and Christmas Day this year. But actually having to think about what somebody might want as a gift, that's beyond my my abilities. I think it's the same thing. Is I think secular Halloween and secular Christmas have the same problem. Both are massively dangerous and awful. Secular Christmas, I hate. We'll talk about that a bit more as we come up to it. I think secular Halloween can be the same because it's it's a festival without a reason. Yeah, and I think like that's... World Book Day. Exactly. Yeah, and that's what we've. Um... No, we're on about things that I hate. Yeah, 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 that's right. Well, that's what you've got. Is what we've got is this, this. I'll have a moan about this, and then we'll go on to the next. But I really want to talk to you about the Exorcist. Is um. My moan is the Christian church has binned its traditions, like Easter, which used to be a central part of our fabric of our community and our society, right? And we've allowed, right, it to be vaporized. Yeah. Right? Because we don't need a saint's days. We don't need Lent. We don't need Eastertide. We don't need any of these things because blah, 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 blah. Right? So that's what you hear, isn't it? Right? Yeah. We don't need seasons of the year. We don't need to dress up. We don't need any of these things, right? Because we're more modern now. And what do we replace it with? Because part of being human is to live in a seasonal way. We yeah. replace it with World Book Day, World Women's International Women's Day, you know, uh, LGBT History Month, Black History Month. Now we've just got a new calendar, which is controlled by Tesco's and various other sort of like odd, you know, various other things for a different set of values. I think that could be a very lengthy conversation. It would be, but I'm just going to put that out there Um, just to say the reason that... But I think the essence of what you're saying is right. We've replaced one seasonal calendar with another with a different seasonal calendar because we didn't need a seasonal calendar, but we're going to have one anyway. Because it's my continual refrain is always the same, is the people who said we don't want priests because we can do what we want and we don't need to be told what to do, didn't want to get rid of priests. They wanted to be the priests. And that's who they are. Yeah. Yeah? I'll give Dave 
as we finish, I'll give Dave some reading to do. I want you, I want you to look up a bloke called um, uh, a bloke called Robespierre. Go and look up a bloke called Robespierre, and then another guy called Saint Just. Yeah, and have a read about what they said about the King of France, and then have a read about what they did. Right. Okay. Or another bloke you might know of called Oliver Cromwell. Yeah. Who chopped the king's head off, and then what did he do? Well, he took power. He became pretty much yeah. the king, didn't he? Yeah. So that's yeah. the thing. So in a minute, we're going to talk about The Exorcist. It's brilliant. You're listening to those Vicar blokes. Don't forget to click subscribe, follow us, like us, leave us some comments. Let us know what you want us to talk about if you think we've missed anything um, through the uh, liturgical calendar particularly. Yeah, and, and nice comments, yeah? And, well, and dodgy ones. <laughs> right, Dave, Exorcist. Yeah. Right, so... It was awful. Okay. No, well, no, let's start on, off with it. Clarify. What, do you want to exp- shall I explain what happens in The Exorcist? Yeah, go on then. Yeah. All right, yeah. So The Exorcist was out in... It was 90, 50 years old. 50 years it? old, right, yeah. Uh, 1973, right? So it came out then. And what happens is this little girl called uh, Reagan, who's on the kind of brink of puberty and shit, yeah. right? Uh, and what, what happens is she is bored in the house because her mum is an actor, right? And doesn't spend... Well, she would have been an actress in 1973. Yeah, yeah. She's, she's an, an actress. actress. Yeah, she's yeah. an actor now, yeah. And um, basically, because she's bored in the house, she gets hold of a Ouija board and she yeah. starts talking to somebody. And her mum is a kind of... What was of, the name of the thing she talked to? Captain something. Captain something, something. Yeah, yeah. Like he's meant to be a captain. So, basically, her mum doesn't take it very seriously because her mum is quite secular. And she just thinks nothing of it. But then Reagan gets ill and she gets more and more ill. And she's quite a nice child. And then she goes through these horrible uh, medical experiments because they think there's a, a lesion on her well, brain. Well, they look for a lesion on the brain, yeah. Yeah, and it goes through all these different... So it has to be a physical thing that causes it. That's it, It can't yeah. be a mental thing. And they go through all the psychologists, all the psychiatrists, all the neurobiologists. Well, that took a long time to get through to the oh, yeah. psychologists and psychiatrists, didn't they? It had to be physical first. Mm. Then they looked at the mental. Then they looked at the mental, and then they came up with a block. And then when in this big conference they suggest that she goes and looks for a priest and then you have father merrin right yeah who is the central character of the whole film isn't it right yeah father merrin and uh he then is called in but he's a psychiatrist as well isn't he yeah yeah and he's called in to perform an exorcism on her uh which he does well not exactly well, he does with... Uh, he's, so the mum wants an exorcism. Yeah. She's convinced by this point. Um, but actually, he's sent in as a psychiatrist, really. Yeah. And then he decides, following the mum's conversation, that, that perhaps an exorcism is the is the way forward. And so he goes back to his superiors because he has to get authority for that. That's right, yeah. That, that, yeah that's and then right, they send yeah. in the guy who's, who's um, the Indiana Jones bloke what Indiana Jones? Okay, from? so at the start of the film, you start with a guy doing <sighs> a dig for archaeological yeah, things, in Iraq, don't you? Yeah, that's right. And I'm yeah. like, well, what's this got to do with oh, it? I don't God, remember Dave, this when I watched it before. Dave. And then he disappears oh. and don't come back for hours. Oh, Dave. Okay. 
Right, you're not very good at fi- anyway. Busy discovers he discovers the uh, the statue. Doesn't yeah, he? I saw that. Yeah, yeah it's foreshadowing, isn't it? Yeah, well, I get that now. Yeah, yeah, but yeah. at the point that it moved on from him to the family, it made absolutely no sense. Ah, oh, Dave. Oh, okay. Right. I was thinking, when's he coming back? So you have the other, and then he comes back. So you have the other priest who comes back then, who also played Jesus, didn't he, in the greatest story ever told? Yeah, yeah. And he was in Twelve Angry Men. Yeah, and he was in. Uh, he was in. Oh, what's that one now? The Seventh Seal as well, isn't it? So he's in all these different films. So he comes back and he leads up the exorcism, doesn't he? Like, he does. Yeah? And basically, Father Merrin um, assists him, and then then she's exercised, and and that's it. It's, it's a, a bit, bit unnecessarily there. graphic in between, though, don't you think? No. All right. Okay. Why do you think it's unnecessarily graphic? Well, because it is. It is very graphic. It's very yeah. graphic, and actually, but she is possessed. Yeah, and and actually, <laughs> you know, <laughs> it portrays the possession of her as something that has a very sexual outworking. Well, yeah. But but there's more than one type of possession, and I don't know that that was necessarily the right one to go for. Well, it's not. there's a little bit of that, but most of it's to do with violence and to do with mind games and temptation, well, yeah. isn't it? Yeah. What's the central temptation? Who's the central character in it? I was told to ask you this question. See Who if you is get the it right. central Who's the, what's, what's The Exorcist really about? I don't know that you could pick one central character, but if you did, it would have to be this Father Mary. Oh, you got it right! Oh, I'm so annoyed! Because of... Because of... <laughs> because he knows what a sacrifice he's making. Yeah. He knows what he's up to. Yeah. He knows that this is going to damage him. Yeah. Uh, but he, oh, but he so does annoying. it anyway. Oh, we're all going to be gutted. We well, were taking bets in the house whether Dave is, would is think it... it was Regan or not. No, 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 no. I knew that wasn't the case. Oh. But that was part of my annoyance with the film. It took too long to build in the central character. You saw him yeah. as a glancing thing. Yeah, and yeah, yeah. Saw him somewhere else. But he took. He he was just a little bit too slow in in oh. getting into but the it's film. It's a fifty-year-old film, isn't it? It's building, isn't it? It's building. Yeah, and I- what I also didn't get is right at the end. Yeah. Not right, right at the end, but yeah. but the the final movement. Yeah, yeah. Um. Was that him, or was that, or was that the thing that he was then possessed by? Are you going to say that caused? Well, I, people might want to watch it. It was him, yeah. It was him at the end. It, it was the priest as opposed the to the thing he was possessed by. Yeah, yeah. So yeah. a deliberate act in order to to save her. Yeah. No, he, not to save her. Oh. No, to destroy the indwelling spirit. Yeah. Well, the point of it is, really... I mean, I want to know who, who it was that caused him to exit the building. Yeah, it was him. That's the whole point. That's the whole point of the film. So the point of the film, I, it's such a deeply Christian film. Did you see the way that it was actually... Um, the, the people consulted on it were all Jesuits and things? Yeah. Yeah, so it's a deeply Christian film. Yeah. And it's also very, very well-researched and accurate. So something like that happens about every 15 years. Yeah. So it's not something... And actually, the protocols are pretty similar to what they are now. They're exactly the same. I mean, yeah. you mentioned the fact oh, yeah, that, yeah, yeah. That, that you are on the oh, yeah. on the deliverance team. Well, so any old priest like me, we're, we're not allowed within... Ten feet of that. Ten, no, yeah, well, no, no, I'm not either, because no, I'm not absolutely. high up enough the... No. I haven't had enough training to do that, to, to do that sort of no. thing. So 
how it works really is uh, ordinary priests are allowed to bless houses. Yeah. But if anything gets any more sort of intricate than that, they phone up the diocesan deliverance team, where there's one in each of the dioceses, and basically consults with us and then is part of the healing ministries of the church, right? Yeah. So it's all about bringing healing and goodness. It's not actually about, yeah, that's the best way to understand it, is pastoral care and healing. And then we come in and, and because we've had sort of specialised training in it to help these people, basically, uh, in all sorts of different scenarios. Um, but this is the most extreme scenario it possibly could be, you know. Yeah. yeah. So this is something beyond us, in a sense, of what we do on the day-to-day. You know, it's not the type of thing I get a Ghostbuster call out for or whatever. You know, it's not like that. Um, but but basically, Father Meron wants to give up being a priest, and this is what it's all about, is he wants to give up being a priest because his mum was ill, isn't it? Yeah. And his mum died, right, in poverty and pain because they don't have the NHS in America. And she died in poverty and pain, and he feels guilty that in following his vocation to the priesthood, that he didn't fulfil his vocation as a son. Yeah, and that has you caused can't him say to... that when I said that the phone call I was getting wasn't very important. Well, yeah, of course, but your dad isn't in. <laughs> your dad isn't in a nursing home in like he's in. Well, he was when I spoke to him yesterday. He's in Boston, isn't he? And his mum's in New York. Yeah, right. So he doesn't go back to see her because no. he's busy and all that sort of stuff, right? And then his mum dies and Reagan, because it's not Reagan, it's the demon, torments him, doesn't he? Yeah. By telling him that it's it's his that that uh, his mum is, is yeah. in hell with him and that he hasn't been a good bloke. And Father Meron wants to give up being a priest because he feels as though he's lost his vocation because of this whole thing. He doesn't want to be a priest anymore, does he? No. And he's in denial of the existence of this possession, isn't he? He doesn't believe in any of it, does he? He thinks it's a purely physical thing. And he dismisses the spiritual as a kind of like old-fashioned medieval nonsense. And yeah, doesn't yeah. Really and he want to get involved. Something, well, it'd be the first one in like 50 years or something. Yeah, he doesn't want to do it, does he, right? No. But... At the end, what he does, he, he in order to exercise her, he says to the demon, come into me, doesn't he? Yeah. And the demon goes into him, and then he throws himself out the window. Yeah. But that is the essence of priesthood, is he takes the sins of or the evil of the world onto himself and then pays the price for it. So he becomes Christ, doesn't he, at the end? Yeah. So he takes the evil that's within her onto himself and then dies to destroy that evil. Yeah. So it's it's it is the most Christian film. Yeah, it is. It, and there's that wonderful bit. I haven't noticed it before because I've seen it loads, right? And I've seen it the other day when I saw the extended cut on our date, where the reason that uh, she's so evil and it's so horrible and dark and disgusting and all of that, and um, the priest says he says she wants to tempt us into despair because we can't see the goodness of the child within her. And I think that's the news. That's our world, that. To show us everything ugly and horrible and disgusting in the world. So we are drifted into the sin of despair, because we can't see the goodness of God in each other. You know, you, that's, it's brilliant. It's brilliant. Yeah, it doesn't make it still not too graphic for me, does it? Oh, Dave. But w- the world is evil, isn't it? 
The no. world is evil. It's evil no. all over the world. No, no, no. Don't you, yeah, don't you there's see... evil all over the world. Evil exists in the world. But don't you yes. think evil is ugly and horrible but, and we have to fight it? Yeah, but I but I believe there's much more good than there is evil. I think there is, but... But not on TV and not in the news. No, but what I mean is... is and it... not in the films you like. No, but... But, a reason... but then I suppose good one in the end. Yeah, maybe... But the world is... I think this is this is maybe the big difference, right? The reason probably I like metal music and this sort of horror, gore, violence. It's not because you were dropped on your head when you were a kid, no? No, I think it's because I come from a very brutal part of the world. I think it's a the like our valley was brutalized by yeah. unemployment, by despair, by drugs, by casual violence. That's as a kid, right? Like. You know, I was seven when the miners' strike was on. We used yeah, to throw yeah. bricks I mean, at cars, that sort of stuff. And then in my ministry, I've worked in Blackpool, in Chorley, you know, other places where, you know, there's you're right in the thick of it sometimes. Yeah. And 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 evil isn't like this sort of most of the time this sort of like supernaturally stuff. There's a bit of that, but most of the evil that transforms people is. Family bitternesses. So, because I've had predominantly nice, I I prefer predominantly nice. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I think that's fair. Do you see what I mean? Yeah, that's a reality. And I think that the essence of Christianity is the crucifixion, where something which is insanely brutal and disgusting and unjust and awful is transformed into something beautiful through love, which is what the exorcist is. Yeah. Our, our faith is based on something incredibly brutal. Yeah. Yeah, but what oh, yeah, we, that makes yeah. us in the West very, very uncomfortable. Yeah. And we, 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 we don't like that at all. We want to, and this is my thing, we skip past that because we don't want to see the consequences of true evil. And if we don't see those consequences, we cannot understand how much Christ loves us. Because he chooses to bear that suffering and the consequences of evil for us. And that's why um, that's why I can walk into a deliverance ministry with the confidence of the victory of Christ. Because it doesn't matter how hairy or scary or whatever it get or whatever happens. Yeah. We have that confidence, isn't it? Yeah. yeah. And I think that's the thing. But you've got to look at the evil, man. You've got to look at the... Yeah. Yeah, I think so. I, I'd, yeah. lo- I'd love to hear, hear others' takes on it, actually. <sighs> the feedback would be great on this. Well, The Exorcist. Yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah. my issue with it really is is the over-sexualization of evil and that it always draws That's e- only one bit evil though. down. No, it's not, is it? It's multiple bits. Is it? Yeah, it's multiple bits. Um, when you think of the terminology that... Oh the, yeah, the, the possession uses all the way through when oh, yeah. possessed. Oh, it I turns see. every bad it, language and stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Turns yeah. every act, every bit of evil, back to back to sex and uh, violence and, we, and cold and everything else. Yeah, but don't you think that's what makes it evil and disgusting? Is it's taking something like sexuality, which is so beautiful in in how it was created to be, is is the ultimate expression of love between. Yeah, people, yeah, absolutely, right? yeah. yeah. And what evil does, it takes something which is beautiful and distorts it and and twists it and messes about with it and degrades it. That's what evil does. 
Evil cannot exist on its own. It can only take what is good and beautiful and distort it. Yeah. And and, and sexuality is one of the greatest goods in the world, isn't it? I suppose so. Yeah. And quite easily distorted. Exactly. Which is why it's always that. Oh, fair enough. Yeah. That makes a lot more films, make a lot more sense. Yeah, exactly. Is it if you want to be evil, if if you're driven by evil, what what are you going to corrupt? The most sacred, intimate thing you can. Yeah. Yeah. What is the most ugly thing you see at Christmas? Family fallouts. I thought you were going to say family fortune. Family then. fortune. With family Gino fallouts. de Campo. Oh yeah, Gino de Campo. <laughs> but no, you you know, because you take something beautiful like a family distort it yeah 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 that's the thing yeah but you get a lot of family fallouts at christmas exactly because because, um people are great till you know them well yeah exactly but that's the thing is is that's the essence of it are we and i think halloween's great because it gives us the opportunity to understand the nature of evil yeah we have to do that in order to fight it yeah, I think so. We need to, and, and I think as Christians, we're too frightened of evil. We need to respect evil and be careful and cautious of evil, but we shouldn't be frightened of it. No. You see what I mean? Yeah, absolutely. But we should be really, really cautious with it, which is a different thing. Right, there we are. I've got it. Dave knew it was about Father Methan, but never mind. We'll We'll move on. He's just... Ah, anyway, next week we'll be talking about the news. We'll be talking about um, uh, should uh, should we pray for the dead? So All Souls Day, and uh, what's the telly, Dave? We did get a recommendation, didn't we? We did. I was just looking back for it, it now. It's um, it's oh, what's that thing on Netflix? Isn't it um, Stranger Things? No. We yeah, we did have that as a recommendation. Yeah, yeah. we did. Yeah, yeah. Are we doing that? Yeah, we can do that. Yeah, we'll do that. You want to watch the first episode of Stranger Things? Go back to the 80s. Have uh, you seen it? I've not seen it, no. I, I knew you hadn't seen, seen it. I've seen about 10 minutes of it at some point. Um, <sighs> is it my any, kids loved it. Is it any cultural phenomenon okay. that you actually participate uh, in? Yeah, Big Brother. Oh, my God. But no, not really. Um, I don't fall into these cultural phenomenons because a lot of them take so much time. I ain't got time for them. You're too busy watching Big Brother. Well, that's only on for a little while, isn't it? Uh, anyway, okay, so we'll watch Stranger Things. Stranger Things, all and right. And then the other recommendation we'll do next. All right. And I okay. was looking back because I sent you that one on WhatsApp, but I can't find it now. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Okay. So we'll see you next week when it's uh, Praying for the Dead, the news, and... Uh, Stranger Things on Netflix. Mm-hmm.